Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. We're becoming well-rounded. We're becoming cultured. We're listening to audiobooks while we're grocery shopping, while we're working out, while we're on walks with our kids. You can do it while parenting. And that, my friends, is the beauty of it all. And Liz. The thing with seltzers is that I don't like to just drink the same flavor and over and over again because your taste buds start to like get sick of it. I like to mix them up. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast. We have, Elizabeth, what can only be described. Let me guess. Let me guess what I can only be described as. <laughs> Go ahead. Exciting. Such an exciting show. We have a millennial word of the day. We have a ditch the drive through. We have a grade eight. We have a test drive. We have industry news that, as always, will leave you quaking. Quaking. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait to get all into it. I've missed the podcasting. I love podcasting. Same. So anyway. And we're in a new studio. Oh, we are in a new studio. We are. We moved it from Kelly's house to my house because there's a lot of craziness going on over at the Stumpy household. So we did move it to my house and we are working on getting it on video to upload to YouTube. So we are actually super pumped about that possibility because we've gotten so many requests to move to or add video um especially when we have those funny segments like a test drive and things definitely like so, so speaking of test drive yeah today's test drive it's funny so elizabeth and i both went to the grocery store kind of separately and both bought seltzers for a test drive like not knowing yeah. that each other was doing it which is so funny because that just goes to show how many random seltzers just keep popping up out of nowhere that i'm I like know. i gotta try it I mean, we are doing, like, we're putting in the work for you because, and like, again, it comes in a pack. They're expensive. And it comes in a pack of like 14. So you just like have to commit. I think they're getting more expensive. Well, everything's getting more expensive. But when it was $16 to buy a 12 pack of seltzers, that kind of hurt. Yeah. It's like over a dollar a can. I don't know. It's just like crazy. I don't don't know. I don't know what it should be, but it feels expensive to me. It does feel expensive. Well, and like Tyler drinks natural light. That's the only thing that Tyler drinks. Fun fact about my husband. And those prices haven't gone up in a decade. Like, it's still $9.95 for, like, a 15-pack. Like, it's right. just dirt cheap. That's what I feel like I'm supposed to, That's what I want to pay. Right. So, anyway, I got the Truly Margarita. And you got the Sonic Seltzers. And I posted on the carpool, should I buy, buy these? Assuming everyone was going to say yes. And I did get mostly yeses. But I got so many messages saying that they were terrible. Well, so we're not going to do those ones today. No, we're going to we're going to save those. We're going to do the truly margaritas. But anyway, we'll get to that during our test drive segment. Speaking of going to the grocery store, though, Elizabeth and I were just giggling about this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Why can men not grocery shop? <laughs> like, I can't believe how bad like it's not even worth me asking Tyler to pick something up on his way home from work. It's just more because you're going to have to go back and redo it. It's yes. shocking. So Elizabeth has a funny story. Tell me yeah. about tell him about when you were sick. Well, and what you said <laughs> to the grocery store. It's for. actually happened twice. And Maddie has only the best of intentions, and he's so sweet. And I know he listens to the podcast. So, babe, I don't want you to think I'm talking trash on you, but I mean, <laughs> just the fact that it's happened twice is just hilarious. So, um, I've been sick. I was like sick twice, like within, I don't know, when everything was going around. I got like sick within a span of like three weeks or something. And so both times I had to send Maddie to the grocery store because I was just too sick to go. And so the first time I asked him to get me, what did I ask? I asked him to get me canned peaches, grapes. Oh, yeah. Canned peaches, <laughs> uh, grapes. And a cantaloupe. That was like the only thing that was sounding good. 
he comes back with canned peaches, of which he's like, I had no idea where to find the canned peaches. It took me forever to find. How am I supposed to know where canned peaches are? He did find them. Thank you. Um, he just flat out forgot the grapes. I did not get my grapes. And he bought me a whole cantaloupe, of which I thought he was going to just go to the buy the prepackaged ones and buy the ones that were already cut up because, A, who wants to cut up cantaloupe when they're sick? And B, that just seems like the easiest option. And he said he had no idea what a cantaloupe looked like. <laughs> so we so probably took, Googled it and I'm like, yeah, that's what showed up. So yeah. he like found it. I would have thought you would just buy the pre-cut up one. So I can't really hold him accountable for that. But then he also bought me gummy worms, of which I love sour gummy worms. And he was buying them to like do something sweet. But I was like, I, was, like, I had like the, I had like COVID or something. I had like the flu. Like I was so sick. Like I could not eat gummy worms. He knew I was sick and he wanted to do something sweet for me. So he went to the grocery store to buy things that I like when I'm sick. And so we bought, it was babe, like I used some canned peaches downstairs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so sweet. Go downstairs, it's canned pineapple, which is not the same thing. It's still sitting in my pantry. And so then I was like, okay, babe, this is what I need. I need canned peaches. I need saltines. I need jello. Oh yeah, this is when you had the stomach flu. Applesauce. She oh, got this when I had the stomach. She got the Kelly's stomach bug kids. from my kids. I need applesauce, and I said, you know what, babe, get the applesauce in the little containers. Don't do the big one because I figured if I asked for applesauce, he was going to give me the big mm-hmm, container. So I was trying to give more instructions and Jello. Well, he comes back with <laughs> canned peaches, saltines, applesauce, and powdered Jello. <laughs> as if I'm going to go and like make my jello put it in the fridge wait 90 minutes like however you make jello and um <laughs> and she just like didn't get oh and sour gummy worms again <laughs> doesn't get you just don't understand like that they make jello in pre-packaged things and he's like i've never had jello how was i supposed to know that and i'm like i i don't know so i will never send him again without like I mean, he did better the second time, though, no, because he did, he did get, he got everything. Oh, and now we have so many canned peaches in our pantry. It's ridiculous because he's like, I'm never going back and doing this. I'm just going to buy like five, five cans. Oh, my gosh. Well, when Tyler goes to the store, Tyler, I think, I mean, you know, he also has a few more years of marriage under his belt. Yeah. So he's pretty good. But the thing that Tyler does at the store that just irks me beyond belief is if I'm like, hey, we're out of ranch dressing. Like, Tyler loves ranch dressing. So, like, if we're having pizza, he wants to dip it in ranch. So, I'm like, you got to stop at the store and get yourself some ranch. He will buy ex- the most giant bottle and he will buy 10 of them. Like, the man just, like, <gasps> he loves to bulk buy, which is also yeah. fine. But it's not cost effective when you do it at our local grocery store. Absolutely not. And also, Tyler, where are we putting the things? Yeah. You guys have a tiny pantry. We have a tiny pantry. And I can't believe how much bigger your pantry is than mine. My pantry's ridiculous. Your pantry is huge. a room. I have a tiny little closet pantry. And he will come home with like five bottles of the family size of ranch dressing. Of which like it will expire by the time you get to the third bottle, wouldn't it? I mean, probably. It's just like, oh my gosh, I just cannot... Dad was like that too. Anytime we would send Dad to the grocery store, he would always come back with like... The most disgusting random thing. Oh, do you like remember that one time in Colorado? Oh my gosh. We were like funny story. We were like I was probably kids. We were kids. I was probably 13, like 12 or 13, and I'm the oldest. So then and there's five of us. And we were at this like dude ranch in Colorado. And they had like a dining hall, but we didn't have any like snacks at back at our cabin. So like, you know, dinner gets over at six. Like there were five kids, like we're getting the munchies around 7.30. So my mom sends dad into town. Which w- is like an hour away or something. To go, Yeah, which is like an hour away to go get snacks for us. Oh he comes back with beer for himself. And Cherry Garcia Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Which is the most disgusting flavor. And what he came back with one more thing. What was it? Maybe like bananas or something. I don't remember what the other thing was. I only remember the beer and the ice cream. But my mom was, first of all, like, that's, one, not enough. And two, Cherry Garcia? Yeah. Like, to this. Where's the fish food, Dad? Come on. Where's the vanilla? Like, where's anything but Cherry's Garcia? 
It was in a six. Pa- he got a six pack of beer. That wasn't even enough for like him and mom to share. Like, I know. <laughs> so the worst. Moral of the story: Don't husbands shouldn't go grocery shopping. Have you ever seen that thing? I think it's like on like Facebook or it's like a meme or something where you make like a mythical list and send your husband. No. So it's like seedless strawberries. So then like you have them like walking around for like seedless strawberries or just like completely made up foods and well, see what they come back you with. You would think after I told Maddie to get me a cantaloupe and canned peaches that he thought I sent him in a list of made up foods the way he reacted. <laughs> Literally. Hold on. I'm going to look up this list because this is so funny. I just don't understand why they why they can't do it. And if you have a man in your okay. life that can go to the grocery store, you win. Here, ready? Yeah. Three percent milk. <laughs> <laughs> Seedless strawberries. Unsour cream. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> diet diet coke. And then she puts some parentheses. You might have to ask because it's new. <laughs> In organic pop tarts, that is the funniest thing that I've ever funny. read. We need to do that to Tyler and Maddie. Yeah. I think Maddie would just get so so mad. I need to see Tyler would. What would they? Do you think they would like come back with anything? Or yeah, they I think they it would. No, I think they would. Yeah. I think I'm gonna do it, and then I'm gonna turn my phone off. So yeah. like he can't even call me. Yeah, that's funny. Anyway, we'll keep you updated on that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, move on. Let's from- just dive right into the millennial word of the day. Please. Where we learn Gen Z slang so we can be less lame. And today's word is sus. S-U-S. And sus is a shorter version of suspect, usually used to define someone or something that looks suspicious or untrustworthy. I love this word. Sydney and Grayson use it all the time. Yeah. So can let's use it in a sentence. Like me sending Tyler to the grocery store with that list would be kind of sus. Or Tyler could call and be like, this this list is sus. This list is sus. Yeah, there you go. And I'd be like, yeah, it is sus. Yeah. Go get me some 3% milk. Yeah. So that's sus. We'll try to use it throughout today's episode. And we encourage you guys to do the same. Try to use it into your daily life. Kind of increase your vocabulary. Look more well-rounded, more educated, more hip with the kids. Make your kids cringe. Absolutely. Okay, do you want to do our test drive or do you want to do our grade eight? So the test drive, we're trying truly margaritas in a can. I think we, I I see them sitting here and I would like to drink them before they get um, warmer. They're definitely already warm because they came from my house. Okay. Okay. So we're going to drink warm truly margaritas. Um, and it is Tuesday at 1050 in the morning, just in case you were wondering. Just for um, reference. And then we're going to go into our grade eight. And our grade eight is ways to prepare potatoes. Marinate on that for a second. Ways. Think of it. Think and you're like, it. how can you think of eight? Just wait. Just wait. So let's start with the truly margaritas, kind of get our blood flowing a little bit. I feel like we need to create like a new um, segment of the podcast called uh, PUI, Podcasting Under the Influence, since we are always drinking margaritas. (laughs) (laughs) Or not margaritas, seltzers. Seltzers, I know, but I'm just on, I'm just, I just want to make sure we're not missing anything. Kel, I totally agree. And I, if anyone's getting sick of us trying margs, like let me know gently and kindly, not margs, seltzers. Um... Let me know kindly and gently because like we could, we could make this like a regular segment. Like truly there's so, truly there's so many. LOL. Okay. Let's start. Okay. Open them up, Cal. Okay. So there's, they're they're still kind of cold actually. Okay. There's four flavors and the cans are beautiful. And I'm going to be honest. I already had one last night. (gasps) Cal. Okay, the four flavors are watermelon cucumber, classic lime, mango chili, strawberry hibiscus. It's 5.3% alcohol, 110 calories. Which I, one do you want first? I love it when they have, when flavors are like a fruit and then like a something you wouldn't expect. Like watermelon cucumber, mango chili, yeah, strawberry mango hibiscus. Yeah, mango chili I'm kind of excited about. And I think we should save that one for last because I'm most excited about that. Okay, then let's... Let's just start with the classic lime. This yeah, is the one that I that's had. That's a good spot to start. This is the one that I had last night and I was expecting to hate it. You were expecting to hate it? It's amazing. Oh, spoiler alert. Amazing. Let's see. 
Yeah, that's good. Picture that. You know what you could do with that, Liz? You huh. put it over ice. You do a yeah. tahini rim. Yeah. Like that's that tastes like a straight margarita. That's just as good as any other margarita you could buy. That's very good. Isn't Classic that delicious? margarita. Fantastic. Okay, which one should we do next? Watermelon cucumber? Yeah. This one sounds good, but I think it could be bad. I do. Every time we've done a seltzer, we've always ended up not liking the ones that we thought sounded really good. I'm going to hold my reaction until you take yours. Okay. That's good. It's great. Yeah, right? it's really good. I don't know if it's as good as just the regular lime. No, I think it's, really it's just good. so hard. Well, the, the thing with the seltzer, watermelon cucumber flavor is a hard one to master. The thing with seltzers is that you're never drinking. Like, I don't like to just drink the same flavor and over and over again because your taste buds start to like get sick of it. I like to mix them up. So okay. like, maybe it's not quite as good as a lime, but like I would love to have that in a pack as like my second or third. Because you like the variety. Yeah, I like variety. I feel like there's two types of people, either someone who wants to drink only the same one yeah. or wants to mix it up. Yeah, I'm probably somewhere in between. Like I can definitely it depends on the seltzer. Like if I had three pineapple Trulies, I would drink all three. Yeah. 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 I think those are both very good. Next, we have strawberry hibiscus. It just says margarita style. Like I don't even know what that really means. Yeah. Like why does the true lime taste like tequila? That's what I don't understand. It's pretty good. I don't like it as much. I think I like it more than watermelon cucumber. It's good. Um, I mean, compared to the sours. I think I like, I mean, the sour. So I would drink all of these so far. I would drink all these so sure. far. I think I like the cu the watermelon cucumber one, though, better. Okay, I cannot wait for the mango chili. This is our last mango one. Mango chili. Mango seltzers are my favorite flavor of seltzers, which is a very hot take. Specifically, mango Trulies. Mango Trulies. Oh, I I hate White Claw. I hate all White Claw. I can't. I I despise White Claw. Wow. Oh my gosh. Freaking wow. Oh, oh my gosh. Is that not? Oh my gosh. She's blushing. <laughs> that is so. It combines my favorite things, which is like chili and tahini, and a mango seltzer. And I'm telling you, like you elevate these. Put it on. Ice. Over ice with a tahini rim. Put a lime in there. Oh my god. That gosh. is a delicious beverage. Okay, my order goes that classic lime. I would say the other two I'm kind of like, eh, about. Like, I'm kind of, I wouldn't, I don't even remember which one I liked better. Mango chili, classic lime, cucumber, strawberry for me. Um, oh my goodness, that is delicious. Isn't that so yummy? Yeah, I'm really happy we tried these. You know what? I needed a win. I needed a seltzer win too. I needed a win. So like now out of the three seltzer packs that we've tried. So we've tried the Bud, Bud Light, Light sodas, sodas, the Bud Light Sours, and the Truly Margaritas. Make me your ideal four pack just using those flavors. Um, All of the Truly Margaritas. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't ditch. I mean, none of the sours make the list. No, the sours are don't make the list. Um, I think I like the Truly Margaritas more than the Bud Light No, I think sodas. I think I actually do too. So I'm really excited, though, like now that I, we have all these like reject seltzers in my refrigerator yeah. outside, I want to like take them. I'm just going to like take them to like the farm or the lake yeah. or something. And just it's like someone's going to like open the cooler and it's just going to be all the trash ones. Yeah, it'll be great. Anytime there's like a like one of our siblings has a party or something yeah. like they can just use those up. Yeah, love that. OK, well, I'm happy we did that. Uh, I would say. These have my stamp of approval. And, and I was sus about these. These are worth buying. Kelly, you were sus and they did not disappoint. I mean, the fact that you're going for another drink at 10.54 on a Tuesday. I'm not. I'm like. we're No, this is a total PUI. Yeah, this is a PUI. Um, I'm. This is like my fourth drink of the mango chili. I'm just wondering if I could drink a full one of these. Oh, you're feeling like you couldn't? I don't know. Just I like, think you could over ice. Yeah. Do you want to like. Kelly's going to drink it for a little bit. No, I'm going to have one more sip. No, take like one and then like wait three minutes and then take another one. I think it's delicious. I really like the watermelon cucumber a lot, actually. Okay, I could I could go back and forth a million times. We can move on. Okay, so now we're going to do our great eight. We've heard the feedback, though. 
you like it, but you want it to go a little quicker. So we're going to go a little quicker this time. Yeah. And it is the great eight of ways to prepare potatoes. Let's get into it. Okay. So we already have our list. So let's just go through our list and then we'll debate that list. Okay. Okay. So number one, French fries. Number two, baked potatoes. Sweet potato fries. Mashed potatoes. Twice baked potatoes. Tater tots. Hash browns. And potato chips. I'm, first of all, I'm starving. Yeah. Honorable mention to baked potato soup. You just didn't make the list, though. Yeah. I mean, there are... We can only choose eight. There's a ton of different ways you can prepare a potato. No, 100%. Okay, so let's start. We're just going to go down the list. French fry versus a baked potato. Now, this doesn't seem like a good place to start for me because it seems super unfair. Well, that's what we're doing. Okay, so... But you have to imagine it's the best French fry and it's a loaded baked potato with all the fixings. Uh, my gut's saying a loaded baked potato with all the fixings. But if you didn't know, sour cream is one of my favorite foods. Yeah. What are you thinking? I, I mean, I order french fries more than I order a loaded baked potato. But I do love a loaded baked potato when I have one. Okay, well, should we do french fries, though? Because I agree. Yeah, I mean, probably. French fries is also like, I mean, Classic. if it's the best french fry... And think about the aiolis. Think about yeah, the dips. True. Think true, about true. the dips, think about Elizabeth. The dips. Think about the dips. Okay, let's move right along. Okay, so the round, the next lineup in our grade eight of ways to prepare potatoes, we have a sweet potato fry versus mashed potatoes. I did make myself some homemade mashed potatoes the other day with sour cream and did butter you? and Why didn't you invite me over? I invite you over for dinner all the time. And you're going to make you're, homemade you have, mashed you potatoes. You kids at home. Like, what are you going to do? Leave it, Tyler they, and the kids? Uh, my kids also like mashed well, potatoes. it was for my HelloFresh and I didn't have enough servings. You're being so rude. Anyway. Are you liking HelloFresh? Mashed potatoes. Okay. It's okay. It's just like... I think you would actually really love it, Kel, because actually sour... Cr- I have not had a single recipe that doesn't include sour cream. <laughs> I've never cooked with sour cream so much in my entire life. Maybe I should try it out then. I don't so, know. No, you wouldn't like it, though, because it's like a lot of work. Yeah, that's not what I like. So so you're saying mashed potatoes moves forward over sweet potato fries? No, I didn't say any of that. I just said mashed potatoes are an underrated way to prepare a potato. I don't know if I like sma- sweet potato fries or if I just... Or them to be healthy. Because I think I mean healthy. I think it's the latter. So for me, I think mashed potatoes move on. I think I'm also going to take mashed potatoes, but I do love a sweet potato fry, but I agree. Like, I also don't know if it's fair to like add sweet potatoes on here. Yeah. Because like, it's hard to compare the two. True. Okay. Mashed potatoes wins. Okay. Next we have twice baked potatoes. Uh, yum. Versus tater tots. Hot take. I'm not a tater tot girl. You're not? No. Okay. I'm not either. But we just had a lot of people like... I mean, I know there's tater tot stands out there. Yeah. I've just always been kind of like sus about them. They are a little sus. Like, I don't really, like, why would I have a tater tot when I could have like a French fry or any other? And and I think that's the question. Now, also, let's talk about twice baked potatoes for a second. Mm -hmm. I could never prepare them. Like, I could never never live in a world where it takes that many steps to repair a dish. But there's some grocery stores, at least where we live, that like you can just buy them like in the butcher aisle or yeah. the, like behind the counter and like you they just pop them in the oven pop them in the oven and it is like i mean it's the best it's of, the best it's arguably the best of both worlds it's fantastic so, isn't it just interesting though that like there's some potato things that like like you would be a freaking animal if you put gravy on a baked potato but like it's standard practice to put gravy on mashed potatoes oh yeah like isn't that weird yeah potatoes have to be one of the most if not the most versatile food they're so versatile. We love a versatile food. We do. So are we saying that twice baked potatoes moves forward? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't like tater tots. That's just a personal preference thing. I agree. Okay, so that means our last lineup for the great eight of ways to prepare potatoes, we have hash browns versus potato chips. So a hash brown being like slash breakfast potatoes in general. Yeah. Potato chips is hard for me because like I'm not like an originals Lay's kind of girly. No, I mean like salt and vinegar hit 100%. me up. Hit me up. But over breakfast potatoes with a little ketchup. I know. Like a good hash brown. Like a good hash brown. Probably a good hash brown wins over potato chips. I think I, we could do a great eight of potato chip flavor. So although I know salt and vinegar would win. But I mean, and that's where it's just like potato chips are hard for me because like, yeah, they're good. But like, are they great? Are potato chips great? Totally. Like when you really like. No. And you know, whenever you're at a restaurant and you order like a sandwich and then instead of giving you fries, they give you chips on the side and you're just like, this is stupid. You're disappointed. Yeah. 
The tender chips are a disappointment. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. I think you're right. Okay, so that means hash browns moves forward. Yeah. Okay, I here's our final that. four of ways to prepare potatoes. French fries, mashed potatoes, twice baked, hash browns. Ooh. Okay, so let's start with... I can't believe baked potatoes didn't make it to the second round. That bumps me out, but whatever. Well, Liz, you know what? Sometimes that's just how the lineups fall. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. French fries versus mashed potatoes. Mm. I don't know if I'm a mashed potato girly. Well, here's the thing. I think baked potatoes are better than mashed potatoes. And so the fact that mashed potatoes made it further than baked potatoes, losing to a French fry means French fries won. Yeah, no, I, first of all, that's, that logic, Elizabeth, is ironclad. You're 100% correct. So that means we're going to move French fries forward. Sorry, mashed potatoes, you didn't make it. And that leaves twice baked potatoes versus hash browns now that's that's a tough one that's a tough one i think here's why i'm more excited about twice baked potatoes i think first of all like we said i'd never make them yeah and like you know what you can't buy in the freezer section twice baked potatoes no like you can't like buy a thing of those because like i've done that before like i've made breakfast potatoes at home like for a big breakfast yeah okay I agree. I think hash browns win. No. Oh, you're saying because they're a delicacy. Because you- they're a delicacy and you can't just like go to the frozen section and get them. I'm feeling like twice baked potatoes are a luxury. I just haven't had them in so long. That's it's because so they're a luxury, Elizabeth. I know. Elizabeth, a twice baked potato is basically a baked potato know, but- and mashed potatoes. Mick, it's mashed potatoes in a baked potato. But let me, let me... Put a little scenario for you. You've had three too many truly margaritas. You wake <laughs> up the next morning not feeling the best. You somehow make it to McDonald's and you get a hash brown for McDonald's. Mm. Their hash browns are incredible. The crispiness. Well, and I mean, here's where I think like we just need to take a step back and assess like Twice baked potato or hash brown. Elizabeth, look at me. They don't beat French fry. So I think, uh, I think to be fair, we have a winner already. Is it French fry? I mean, what do you think? Yeah. So I'll say hash brown. Fine. We'll do your game. Hash brown. We'll play your little game. <laughs> hash brown. Now hash brown versus French fry. Yeah. I mean, French it's obviously fry. French fry. It's French fry. I think that's where I knew this was going to go. But I just, yeah. it's always nice to be sure that French fries are, in fact, the best way to to prepare a pair of potatoes, but you could also argue, I can't think of a bad way to prepare a potato. So true. Like this list is star-studded, and not one of them is bad. And not, not I would I would take any one of these any day of the week. I am not going to be. I am not going to be. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Selective. I'm not going to be selected on, on my spuds. You know. Okay, babe. Okay. All right. So speaking of food and potatoes, this dish, the drive-thru, I am super excited about. It doesn't have potatoes in it, but it has become a staple in my house. And we've talked about this before, but like, you know, those recipes that like you just forget exist because your mom never made them. Yes. So this was a recipe that my mother-in-law made a lot. And again, it's like barely even a recipe. It's more just like a, a combination. Uh-huh. And Tyler would like ask for it. And like I was so intimidated by it until I found out it's literally no big deal. Yeah. And I'm excited to share with the with the class. Yeah, you've been every time we discuss what the dish drive through is gonna be, you <laughs> suggest this one. And I'm like, Kelly, no, because it sounds scary to me because I've never made it. But you've made it for me and it's very, very good. Okay. It's jambalaya. <gasps> so you're like, jambalaya, I can't make it. Yes, you can. Here's what you get people. So first of all, what is jambalaya? It's rice something of another. You get the Zaratin's jambalaya. So it's the rice mixture that you need. So it comes in this box. The box is like a dollar and it comes with the rice and the seasoning. Then what's fun about jambalaya is it's a DIY kind of thing. You get to pick the proteins that you add. You can add chicken. You can add sausage. You can add shrimp. I like to add shrimp and sausage. Yeah. And then you can also like add some more veggies if you want. So like I'll add a thing of I'll add a can of corn. I'll chop up some peppers and put them in there as well. And like it's a one pot. Basically, it's a one pot meal. 
So walk me through how you make it though, because you're telling me all these ingredients, but I have no idea how and in what order they combine. Okay, um, and Elizabeth, that's something that I can definitely do for you. Thank you. So you go and you get the Zaratan's jambalaya. Wait, long, rice? Long grain rice mix with vegetables and spices. Oh. So what I like to do is then I like to get like um, some just like kielbasa sausage. Okay, I like to chop it at an angle. Like you can, you know, like you know that thing that just like comes in like a little. Oh, okay. It's like a horseshoe looking sausage. Yeah. Okay. So what's great about that is it's fully cooked, right? So you, it's always like it's fully cooked. So I like to brown it for like added flavor, but like you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So I will like brown that in a pan. I'll chop it up. I'll brown that in a pan. You make the rice mix just according to the box. Then yeah. you throw that this the brown sausage into the rice mix. Okay. Then depending on what kind of shrimp you have, like you know, you can get you can buy fully cooked frozen shrimp, and then all you have to do is just like throw in the rice mixture and like let it de-thaw. Yeah. Or I buy raw shrimp from Costco, just like in a giant frozen bag, and then I'll just saute it till it's pink, and then also throw that. Why am I losing you? No, it's just funny because you said de-thaw, and I just keep thinking about how it's not de-thaw; it's just thawed out. <laughs> de-thawing de- is nothing are you done sorry yeah. so you thaw out now i'm all now you got me I'm all off sorry, okay girl. so then anyway then you had cooked shrimp or you could just do a rotisserie chicken if you want it to be even easier then you can you can mix it up or don't mix it up i like to add a thing of a can of corn i'm sometimes will chop peppers sometimes i don't chop peppers depends mm-hmm. on who like which yeah. version of kelly you got that evening yeah how much time you've got but it's so yummy. I also think it'd be like a really good thing to bring someone who had a baby because it's something different than what they've been getting. Yeah. Like when I bring food to someone who has a baby, I try not to do like a lasagna because yeah. how many people are like bringing them lasagna? Yeah. So I think like a big thing of jambalaya, also so easy to reheat for lunches the next day. Yeah. Bring them jambalaya, bring them chichi pai pai. There are things like that. So is the thing that makes a jambalaya the rice mixture that you're buying? Cause it just sounds like rice and sausage and shrimp to me. Yeah, it's no, it's like the it's like the spices. The seasoning, like the Cajun yeah. stuff. Okay. And again, people from people who like are from New Orleans who like actually make jambalaya are probably have probably unsubscribed to the podcast and unfollowed me on Instagram by now by how yeah. offensive I have described <laughs> this dish. I'm sorry. I'm just saying if you're if you need to get out of your dinner rut, go buy the Zeratin's box of jambalaya, go get some Polish sausage, I'm try it. Chop them up. It's dinner. Yeah, that sounds really good. And it's got it's everything so you need, good. which is carbs, veggies, and protein. So it's like super well balanced. Well, and it doesn't really have veggies. <laughs> well, you said you can add veggies. Well, you can add veggies. But if you don't want to add veggies, what, I, what I'll also do is, because um, I feel like not, every, not all veggies go with it. Like you can't like just like throw asparagus in there. Well, but what no. I'll do is I'll just like make asparagus on the side. I like when I'm cooking a meal when like they don't need to use the same kitchen thing so like this is all on the stove so roast some veggies i gotcha like it gets confusing when you're like trying to like bake something and roast something so yeah this is on the stove in a pot so like it's nothing to roast some asparagus or like do some carmine broccoli or like saute some you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. so you can have some sides to it so that's my dtd is it dtdt ditch the drive-thru yeah ditch dt squared drive-thru I guess drive-thru could be one word, though, because it's hyphenated. And if anyone ever wants to submit a ditch to the drive-thru, please head over to the Carpool Instagram. We do read the DMs, and we would... Because you're probably... <laughs> I'm about out of recipes. <laughs> I know. We're, we're running short, but we will we will continue to find them. Yeah, I would love to have, like, more more stuff from the Carpool, because I want to. I want someone to give me some dish to drive Well, and we need like, to set I up... I need some new recipes for myself. We need to set up, like, a voicemail box, like, you can call. Yeah. Because... I feel like for some reason when someone like when you like Pinterest, like what should I make for dinner and like things come up, it's like, no, I need someone to tell me and then I need someone yeah. to tell me the steps so it feels more attainable. I couldn't agree more. So I that's that on that. OK, well, should we get right on into industry news then, Kel? Yeah, I heard that you're bringing us some industry news today. Well, you know, I we can do it together because you are the car mom and I'm nothing but the car mom sister. Um, but... Your little reel that we made yesterday about how to get the most out of your fuel during these super high gas times sort of had me inspired. And I wanted to look up more ways that you can um, save on your fuel economy, because if we combine all of them, then we should be able to 
let our gas tank expand a little bit more. Because I remember in COVID times when we were going nowhere, I didn't fill up my gas tank for actually three months. And now I have to do it so much. Yeah. And it's so expensive. So. So you're going to be giving us some more things you can do to yeah. get a more fuel efficient car. And then I have two stories as well. Do you want to touch on the ones you talked on your reel already for? Um, oh, sure. So if you haven't seen my reel, head over to the car mom on Instagram. But we just gave a few tips. The first tip being using like eco mode in your car. Yeah. Easy one. Easy one. Don't have to use it all the time if you don't want to, because it definitely does hinder some of the performance. Um, and I got some messages asking, like, is it safe to always use in your vehicle? I've never I've never heard from a reliable source that it's unsafe to use in your car all the time. Yeah. So I will continue to, like, ask around and do a little bit of research on that. I think it's also, unfortunately, just like so dependent on the car, what eco mode really means. Yeah. Because it definitely affects the performance in some cars more than others. But yours, because your Palisade says eco mode and my Santa Fe, which is interesting that they're the same brand and they say different things. Mine just says smart. No, I have smart too. Okay, well, I don't have eco. I have smart and I've been driving mine on smart. And I think smart just... Smart's better, but just not... Uses, yeah. For Hyundai's, smart is the one to use, but not every car has smart. So that's why we just talked about. Okay. So anyway, that, that was my first tip. And then making sure your tires are at the correct PSI. That's really important, making sure your tires are properly inflated. Uh-huh. Um, using cruise control. can say up to 14% yeah, on fuel economy. Wild. That's amazing. So use cruise control when applicable. And then, um, oh, just like being more, being more mindful about letting your car not idle. Yeah. And if you're sitting in your car, get somewhere early, which I am the queen of getting somewhere early and then sitting in my car. Yep. 100%. Maybe turn your car off. So a few additional ones that I had found from the Consumer Reports podcast um, that I thought were interesting were to drive more conservatively and to avoid jackrabbit starts, rapid acceleration, and hard braking because all of those things can lower your fuel economy by 15 to 30% at highway speeds and 10 to 40% at stop and go traffic. So if you're one of those people, and I am, that as soon as the light turns green, I like hit the gas, maybe ease into it more because that could save um, actually quite a bit. Um, and also just to drive slower, they said um, in their tests that driving faster on the highway can take a big bite out of your car's mm-hmm. fuel efficiency. That's a big one. So they like did all these tests, which I thought were super interesting. And they they measured the gas mileage while driving at a steady 55, 65, and 75 miles per hour. And they did this in a Altima and a RAV4. Um and then they noticed that reducing speed from 65 to 55 improved fuel economy by six miles per gallon in the Ultima and eight miles per gallon in the RAV4, which is... It's, it's significant. It's significant, especially when you just... I mean, it's just so expensive right now. So, um, and then the final one, and this is if you have any um, roof racks, they were saying, you know, if you have roof racks for skis or for bikes and if you're not going to be using them to take them down because at highway speeds more than 50 percent of the engine power goes to overcoming aerodynamic drag and so you shouldn't add to that by carrying unneeded things on the roof um they did the the, i have heard that as well yeah they did the same test on the ultima on the rav4 and they said Carrying two mountain bikes on the roof had the biggest impact. The Ultima lost 13 miles per gallon, going from 46 miles per gallon gallon down to 33. That is a jaw-dropping number. Yeah. So I thought those were all super interesting. And, you know, if you can't do them all, all the time, don't. But uh, to just kind of just keep that in mind, that there are things we can do to extend our fuel a little bit. Yes. Okay. I have... um, I'm going some different directions. Is that okay? Please. I wouldn't say these interviews are like super groundbreaking, but well, one of them is, but I just wanted to talk about this one because it's a brand that we don't talk about a lot because we honestly just don't have the access to these kind of vehicles. You know which brand I'm going to talk about? Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. How did I know? Because it's true. So it says, big Outlander sales rekindle Mitsubishi dealer enthusiasm. So the Outlander is their midsize SUV. I've been dying to get my hands on We've one. We've been getting so many requests on I YouTube. I don't have... I don't think we have a Mitsubishi dealership in St. Louis. I don't think so. So I am coming up short, but I'm just going to read a little bit. The Outlander has been a hit from day one. The car, the price, the packaging. If we had more, we'd sell them. I can't wait for the plug-in. 
said Harold, general manager of White Bear Mitsubishi in White Lake, Minnesota. So then it goes on to say, his enthusiasm for the brand is understandable. The Outlander racked up a 24% improvement in 2021 sales over 2020. So it went up 24%. Mitsubishi needed it. A hundred percent needed it. The new Outlander is a product of the, this is interesting. I'm not even gonna read this out loud. Do you know, look at me in the eyes. Do you know which brand owns Mitsubishi? Is it a big one? Yeah. Luxury or non? No. Toyota? Nope. Nissan? Nissan. Nissan. So did you know that the Outlander actually shares a platform with the Nissan Rogue? Oh, no way. The sticker price of the 2022 Outlander starts at $34,900, including a one... Uh, about $1,100 in shipping, even with options usually found only on luxury vehicles such as heated steering wheel and leather seating services with quilted pattern stitching. The sticker price is $38.5. So it's one of the most affordable SUVs as well. And I'm dying to get my hands on one. I think it looks great. I just, yeah. I mean, I, if anyone has one and wants to like do a real mom review for our blog and write about your experience driving one, we would love to hear it. Yeah, I'm like looking at Mitsubishi's like inventory lineup and... Other than the Outlander, I've not heard of any of their cars. I, I mean, they're not very popular. No. And Mitsubishi does not have a very good name. Mitsubishi is hard to say. Well, and it's also just like there's questions on they, the, the cars just don't have the best reputation. But this Outlander is. Yeah. Good for them. Could be stepping up the entire brand. So I just wanted I to that. give a little highlight to the Outlander. And Mitsubishi, if you're listening, send the Kermerm one. I'd love to review. The Kermerm. Okay, moving on from Mitsubishi. Now we're going to be talking about Ford because Ford, this is an article from Car and Driver, Ford moving toward build to order and away from packed dealer lots. What? I know. I so don't know basically, how I feel about that. this article goes on to say that uh, a lot of things. Ordering the exact vehicle color, trim level, and accessories that you want is how many Europeans have been buying their cars for ages. But the U.S. has been more committed to the model where shoppers go to a dealership and then drive home in one of the cars of the lot. But the pandemic has changed how Americans interact with their local car dealership. People are now choosing to do more communication online and they're expressing less interest in going out to take a test drive. So then it basically just goes on from Ford to saying, we are really committed to going into an order-based system and keeping inventories at a 50 to 60 day supply. I know we're wasting money on incentives. So previously dealerships used to have more of like a 90 day supply of vehicles uh-huh. and incentives are what would get those vehicles off the lot. So like remember how there would be specials, it would be like $3,000 bonus yeah. cash. When's the last time we saw any sort of discount like that on a new car? Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, it says Ford recently introduced Ford Express Buy, an online way to purchase a Ford vehicle in the US. Um. It's a really exciting way for us to sell vehicles in partnerships with our dealers because a lot of people were saying there were some other articles saying that like Ford hates their dealers. And it's been interesting, like Ford and dealerships have had a little bit of a butting heads moment because especially Ford has Ford dealers have gotten to a lot of um, backlash for selling cars so high over MSRP mm. because they've had some really big vehicles, especially like the Mach-E, the Ford Lightning, the Ford Bronco. I mean, those cars have been going for yeah. tens of thousands of dollars over MSRP. And Ford as a brand oh, have yeah. been sassy. And the dealerships have been sassy because it's like, well, hey, Ford, we got to keep our lights on. You can only make three vehicles. So there's like been a little bit, I think, of friction. I'm kind of speculating on, but just on what I'm reading, I think there's been some friction between dealers and Ford. Mm-hmm. And this was not a good look. And I don't think the dealerships are happy about this. Yeah. Um, I feel very mixed about it because I'm, and I'm all for, I feel mixed about it because I don't think that it's a smart decision to buy a car you've never seen or test drive. I agree. Especially as a family, like, and again, we do our diligence and I know that a lot of you guys have relied on the car mom tours while car shopping during this pandemic because you can't get your hands on one. But I think it's a, scary precedent to say i don't need to drive this eighty thousand dollar ford expedition completely loaded up without test driving it like that's stressful yeah and i also think like hey ford i get it like yeah you like like the like to like the order thing more but one ford your ordering process has been garbage you that's that's the thing is how how are they going to be pushing for this when it takes forever to get a car well so and like there's so there's two things I want to say about that. One, 
And I'm not, I mean, I do these consult, I do lots of consultations. I hear a lot about like what you guys have ordered and your frustrations that you've had. And like Ford and Kia have been like some of the worst because they're telling customers, and guys, this is not the dealership doing it because the dealership is working with the info they got. But like, hey, Ford, are we ever going to talk about the parking lots of F-150s you have in Kentucky? What's our plan there, babe? The ones that are half built? Are we going to talk about your Bronco customers have been waiting over a year for their vehicles that you took deposits on? So I'm just like, hey, Ford, babe, calm down. Like, why don't we figure out your ordering process a little bit more before you tell dealers that they're not going to have inventory. Also, the second thing I want to say is that's not always an option for people. How, yeah. There are times where, and like what gives me stress is there are times where, you know, unfortunately, God forbid, like you get in an accident, your car gets told it out. You don't have eight weeks, eight months to wait for your new Ford Explorer no. to come in. No, you don't. So like, or same thing, like your transmission goes out, you need to go buy a new car. So are for are you just saying that like we're not gonna have any like you have to order now? Which I mean they're saying they're gonna keep a fifty to sixty day supply, but I just don't know if I and again, do I think we need to have three hundred plus new cars on the lot? Maybe not. But I just think it's like kind of a slippery slope of saying like we want our customers to order. I don't know. I that I'm 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 mixed. I'm feeling very mixed. Yeah. Because yeah, I also like. I don't think I. I don't think I like it. I think more often than not, when you need a new car, you need a new car. Yeah. And you don't have. I know, like I know that they're saying like a popular number that's being thrown out is like six months, and I think it's. I think that it's not true. I think that it's going to take longer than what they're even saying, and so. I think that if you tell, even if you tell a family like, okay, well, hey, it's going to take six months. Well, if it takes seven months, if it takes eight months, if it takes nine months, they're in a bad place. Uh, they're in a bad place. And, and six months is also, you're not in a great place. And I think, yeah. So when you start shopping for a new car, you're pretty much ready. Like when you go in and test drive and do all that, you're pretty much ready to pull the trigger. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't like it personally. I just think it's going to be like interesting to see where where it all goes. But I also know, like, I mean, you look at, like, Carvana's success of, like, okay, so are none of these people driving their cars before buying them? I just don't think, especially for families, I think you need to see the car. I think you need to test drive the car. And I don't know. I'm just feeling a little – I just feel a little mixed about the whole thing. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's that on that. I will continue to watch, like, the Ford of it all because I do think they are feeling a little stressed on their dealer relations lately. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I And I love Ford. I like Ford's product a lot. I've just been disappointed with their handling of the chip shortage, I think. More yeah, so than... That's frustrating. More so than some of the other brands. And like, it's just, I think, the transparency that they've given to the consumer and to the dealership. Because again, like, where are all these Broncos that... I mean, it's just... I just feel for people. And like, it's it's... Like, I think I have such a unique perspective because like, I mean, I've got all the, I've got, I've got the receipts. I've got all the DMs of people like sharing their stories and it's yeah. just been crazy. Ugh. Anyway, that's industry news. So good talking points, hopefully for like your. Good talking points for your next get together and also just hey, like good tips and tricks. Oh yeah. You, you, you talked about on the last podcast about yeah. how like you've been using the industry news. To make me sound more intelligent. And that's what we're here for. So before we wrap, I just want to say one more, I want to introduce one more thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm starting the book club. I've gone rogue. And we are going to read a book this month. And then I'm going to recap it at the end of. So I'll recap it at the end of March. At the end of March, Kelly, it's March 15th. What are okay, you talking so what about? You, okay, so I'll recap it April 15th. I think we should give it a month. Okay, so everyone has a month to read this book. Well, and it's going to be March 22nd by the time this podcast comes out. So True. So everyone has a month to read this everyone book. Everyone has until April 22nd. Or like around then. Yeah. Whatever that. Are yeah. you going to read it too? Yeah, I'm not just going to sit here and have you talk to me about a book I never read. Okay, and it's called, it's, and you can also listen. I'll be listening on Audible. It was on my Libby app, but I couldn't get it. It was like a super long wait and I just like wanted it. But it's by Colleen Hoover, who's like one of the best Oh yeah, romance writers. I love romance. And it's called It Ends With Us. Oh, oh my gosh, I've seen this all over TikTok. No, everyone's okay. talking about it. So like we're trying to like, st- you know, stay cool. So that's what we'll be listening to. Should I read the synopsis just so people can like decide sure. if they want? Okay, I yes. think I should do that too. Okay, hold on. Let me find it. I'm really excited for the book club. And you know what? If you don't want to read it, we'll just try to do a good job of like recapping the story. So then like you can at least if like you're at a dinner party 
and someone's talking about it, you can be like, kind of like pretend. You can kind of pretend that you read it. Like we'll kind of give cliff notes. We're but all about faking it until we make it. Hundred percent. But I recommend you read it. Okay. Okay. It ends with us. Sometimes it's the ones who loves you who hurt you the most. Oh my gosh. So true. Lily hasn't had it easy, but that's never stopped her from working hard for the life she wants. She came a long way from the small town in Maine where she grew up. She graduated from college, moved to Boston, and started her own business. So when she feels a spark with gorgeous neurosurgeon named Ryle Kincaid, Kincaid, everything in Lily's life suddenly seems almost too good to be true. Ryle is assertive, stubborn, and maybe a little arrogant. He's also sensitive, brilliant, and has a total soft spot for Lily. And the way he looks in scrubs certainly doesn't hurt. Lily can't get him out of her head. But Ryle's complete aversions to relationships is disturbing. Even as Lily finds herself becoming the exception to his no dating rule, she can't help but wonder what made him the rule in the first place. As the question about his new relationships overwhelm her, so did the thoughts of Atlas Corrigan, her first love, and the link to her past she left behind. That's all Atlas I'm and Ryle. What are these names? Well, I like the name Atlas. I don't. Anyway, that's what we'll be listening to. It ends with us. And we'll be recapping next month. I can't okay. wait. So have you started it? Um, I'm 50. Yes, I've started. I'm on chapter two. Okay, I need to get it. If for reference, and I listen to my audiobooks on 1.4. So on 1.4, it's seven hours and 58 minutes. Oh, okay. Like, it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not that big of a deal. So and like... But I do think we have to give it a month. No, I'm good with giving it a month. Okay. I'm good with giving it a month. So you can like relax. Yeah, we'll listen to it slowly. Yeah. So maybe maybe put that on one speed, Kel. Maybe take it back down to one speed. Let's see what if that's at at one speed. Yeah. Eleven hours and ten minutes. Okay. That's a big difference just by going up. That is that is big. Just by going up point four, and I'm telling you, like, let me play you the differences, okay? So this is one point oh. This is regular. Twelve hours earlier, gave one of the most epic eulogies the people of. That is too slow for me. Here's one point four. Of plethora Maine have ever witnessed. Okay, maybe it wasn't the most epic. Okay, I don't like this this voice. It sounds like a robot. Well, sorry, that's what we're going to be listening to. Oh gosh, it ends with us, Colleen Hoover. We can't wait to read it. Listen to it, and again, audiobooks, guys. We're into them. We're becoming well rounded. We're becoming cultured. We're listening to audiobooks while we're grocery shopping, while we're working out, while we're on walks with our kids. Yeah, you can do it while parenting, and that, my friends, is the beauty of it all. Is the beauty of it all. So it ends with us, Colleen Hoover. So we'll be listening to. Okay. Hopefully it's not trash garbage, but if it is, what a fun discussion. What a fun discussion. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe, give us five stars and follow us on Instagram at the carpool. We'll talk to you next time. The carpool Instagram is blowing up. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Also, it has more followers than Elizabeth and she's feeling kind of sassy. Yeah. So if anyone wants to go follow me at Elizabeth Suntrip on Instagram, that would really help my um, self-esteem. But if not, it's okay. I understand. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.